Welcome to The Kelly Roach Show, the place for no fluff, easy to implement, 20-minute or less business and leadership lessons to help you build a sustainable business that scales, lead with integrity, and create a lasting legacy. I'm Kelly Roach, former NFL cheerleader and Fortune 500 executive turned eight-figure entrepreneur. Let's get started. Welcome back, everyone. I have my friend Tanya Dalton here with me today, and we are going to be discussing her new book, which is coming out actually today. You guys are lucky enough to hear about everything you're going to get out of this book on the day of launch. So congrats, Tanya. I'm so excited for you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And, you know, we were just having a pre-interview chat and Tanya was sharing how uh, the day of launch, basically, she finds out we have um, broken distribution chains. No surprise there. And um, good thing that you're a seasoned pro. You've been all over television. You've been a nationally acclaimed speaker and published author for many years. This is not your first rodeo. And I think eventually at a certain point, we're just like, okay. What else do you have for me today? <laughs> Sounds good. Right. And we'll release on the 26th, right? That's right. I mean, this is the thing is these things happen. And so it really is, it's almost like you can't lay the perfect plans. The perfect plan has no. to has to accommodate life to happen yes. and distribution chain issues and all that fun stuff. So uh, we have to look at it on the bright side. We have, you know, had some extra time to do the launch and everything else. But well, that's uh, what I said. I always tell my team that I'm like, you know, when, when the crazy happens, cause the crazy always happens. It's like always, and we have an extra week and a half to promote. So here we go. Right. Three ring circus as right. always, but let's dig in and let's really talk about the book, Tanya. I mean, you've learned so much as a seasoned entrepreneur running multiple companies in different industries, and you've helped so many women around the world to get more productive, get clear, get focused, achieve their goals. Right. And you have this new book on purpose, right. And it's all about helping busy women, helping successful women to create an extraordinary life of meaning and success. So first of all, why don't you tell a little bit of the backstory of what led you to deciding that this was going to be the focal point of this particular book? And then we can talk a little bit about what is inside. Yes. Well, I love that question because it, it kind of connects what we were talking about, the per- per- perfectly laid plans, right? Um, you know, I had my first book, The Joy of Missing Out, came out in October of 2019, and it was named a top 10 business book of the year. It did really well. It was named one of the best ways to hit your re- uh, resolutions from Forbes magazine. And so HarperCollins said, let's, let's do another book. Let's have another book. So what should we write the book about? So we sat down, me and my editor, and we decided we would do a book on goal setting because everybody loves goal setting. Fabulous. I've taught thousands of women how to set and achieve goals. No problem. I can totally write a book on goal setting. So I sit down, I map out a whole plan. I have a whole outline. I have a writing plan in place, February of 2020. I'm like, all right, March of 2020, I'm going to get started. I'm going to do my writing. And then of course we all know what happened. In March of 2020, talk about all the plans going out the window. All of a sudden, I'm filing PPP paperwork. I'm trying to figure out navigate my team. I'm trying to figure out how to homeschool my kids and do all of those fun things. So the outline kind of had to sit on hold, and I didn't write, and I didn't write, and I didn't write. Didn't follow the whole perfect plan that I had for myself. And what's interesting is while all this was happening, I was watching all these women in my world, my followers the people who are in my community 
asking themselves these questions of like, what is it I've been doing? Like, why, why am I here? What, what is really my life all about? What, what is there? Is there something bigger than today? And so when it came time to finally sit down and write the book months after I'd anticipated, I found that the book coming out of me was very, very different than what I had first thought I was going to write. And I began to realize goals are not the goal. Goals are the vehicle to get us to that big, beautiful life that we want, but they're not the end all be all. And I think so often we look at our lives and we think, Ooh, when I achieve X, then I'm going to be, then I'm going to be happy. Or when I do this, then all of a sudden I'm going to be successful. And really it's about living bigger than today. So the book really became, and we talk about goal setting in the book because goals are the vehicle to get you there, but it's not, what the book is entirely about. It's really about living on purpose. And the way that I talk about purpose is it's really not about changing who you are. It's rising up and becoming the best version of you. It's looking out on the horizon and seeing a big, beautiful, bright tomorrow and linking what we're doing today to that big vision that we have in our lives of where we want to go. Yeah. That's how we have an extraordinary life. I think that that is the book that everyone certainly needs after the last 18 months of our lives, right? I think almost everyone you can think of uh, made a big, bold decision over the last 18 months because, you know, as you said, all the plans got thrown out the window. Life got turned upside down and it looks different for each of us, of course. Um, But I think you really start to come into focus about what is important, right? And I think for a lot of people that's led to life-changing decisions. And I think it's, it's perfect that you're writing a book that really talks about goals as a vehicle and goals not being the obsession, right? Goals not being the things that you're working for, because I think then you always get left disappointed, right? Because absolutely. Yeah. And there's a a very, there's a very real, very measurable drop in our happiness after we actually achieve a goal. It's called the goal setting paradox. And when we achieve a goal, then we're like, okay, now what? Because then we don't know what to work on next. And when we have goals as our vehicle to that big, beautiful, bright life that we want, then it's like, okay, I achieved this goal and that's getting me to where I want to go. So I'm ready to do the next thing. And I think that's really what's powerful. That's really what makes a big difference in how we feel about our happiness. I I think that happiness is one of those things that we think of as this soft metric to look at. Like we look at the the hard metrics, the numbers, and let's look at how we're feeling on a daily basis. How are we, how do we feel when we go to bed at night? Are we feeling happy? Are we feeling satisfied? Or are we feeling like, oh, I need to get more done. I haven't done enough or I didn't do enough things, even though we're busy all day long. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. And, you know, I think bringing things back to a sense of purpose around building the life that you want is like it's the most important thing, because I think that with the the speed of life and the speed of our our work style now in the environment that we're in, it's Mm -hmm. very easy to be unbelievably busy doing an unreal amount of tasks, none of which actually 
perpetuate happiness, none of which absolutely tie back to purpose, right? So talk to me a little bit about, you know, kind of um, some of the exercises or some of the steps that you hope people take through the book that help them, you know, maybe refocus their energy on purpose or on the life that they're creating versus the the goal, which I think is more like the, the shiny object, right? Yes, yes. Because I think that's the thing. You're right. We're chasing the shiny objects. We're mm-hmm. we're chasing down a to-do list that's three miles too long, that's unachievable. And then we wonder why we feel so frustrated and we feel like we haven't accomplished anything at the end yeah. of the day. And it's this whole idea of we can take 50 steps in 50 different directions, but where are you going to end up? Yeah. Maybe in the same spot, maybe further behind. Yeah. But if instead you choose to take five intentional steps forward, where are you going to end up? Closer to where you want to go. Yeah. So really, I think the first place that we start is with, you know, what is it you really want? Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's sometimes the thing that is the big stumbling block. Sometimes we struggle with knowing what that is. And we feel like that word purpose is really, well, it's really heavy. It's really weighted. Like it's purpose. Like it defines yes. us now and forever. Yes. And so yes. we, we shy away and we don't want to think about it. And so what, what I like to tell people is, you know, you're not starting with a blank page. Your purpose is really hidden inside of you. It's been there all along. And a lot of times it's really hidden in a place uh, before we started really adulting, right? Before we started being responsible adults, worrying about the mortgage or the rent or fitting in and conforming into what society tells us we're supposed to be. So really we start doing that around high school, middle school, right? We start changing who we are. We start changing what we're doing, how we're talking to try to fit into those tidy little boxes that society gives to us. So one of the things we talk about in the book is this idea of reflection, mm-hmm. going backwards, looking backwards in order to move forward. We have to see how far we've come to see how far we can go. And so really tapping into what were you passionate about as a child? What were the things that really ignited you and got you excited? What were the tasks and the activities that you love that you got excited about? Was it, you know, piano lessons or was that something that your mom dragged you to? Okay. Right. Not, you know, dot tight right. purpose. Yeah. Well, maybe it's something like softball. Okay. You're thinking, all right, well, I'm not going to be a softball player. But what was it about softball that really got you fired up? Was it the competition? Was it the teamwork? Was it being outside? Was it, you know, moving your body? Think about the things that you did. And then a lot of times we can use those as little seeds to get us started. Yeah. Same thing, too. We have an exercise in the book where we talk about what did you want to be when you grew up? What were the things? Because when we were kids, anything was possible. Yeah. Honestly, everything was possible. We had the ability to dream huge dreams. We were like, I want to be the president or I want to be a professional athlete or I want to be I want to be Wonder Woman. Right. So, again, you might think, well, that's silly. But why did you want to be Wonder Woman? Was it because she stood for truth and justice because she inspired a generation of young girls? Was it because she could get the truth out of situations no one else could? Really diving in those seeds of who you are and what you love and what your purpose is really tied to is hidden right there in your past if we choose to see it. So that's a really good place to start. Yeah, I love that. And I think that um, one of the things that I've recognized as I've gotten older and that I'm trying to really work on in my life is I think especially as a business owner, because time is your most limited asset, you always feel like you have to be productive with your time and so purposeful. And I think that we confuse purposeful. Sometimes purposeful with your time can be purposely 
having fun, purposely having, doing something that you truly enjoy. Like you said, tying back to like, what were those things that you did when you were younger that you really enjoyed and why did you enjoy them? Like purposefully being fully present with your family, purposefully doing Mm -hmm. something for enjoyment, giving back, you know, whatever it is. And I think that as business owners, especially a lot of times we connect purposeful with work, transaction, money, growth, client acquisition, client servicing, mm-hmm. but not these more important things that are actually our life. That's really yes, yes. what our life is made up of, right? Absolutely. And honestly, when we are, when we're taking care of ourselves, when we're filling our own cup up, right? We are a better boss. We're a better mentor. We're a better teacher. We're a better mother. We're a better wife. We're a better all better friend. We're, we're better in every way, shape and form. So this is the thing when people want to question you about, is that selfish to take care of those needs? It's really life-giving because it allows you to do better and to be better. Yeah. One of the things that we talk about in the book is this idea too of having distractions that we actually want distractions in our day, which seems counter to what any productivity expert would say, but I like to I like to talk about productivity very differently. I think a lot of people talk about productivity in terms of how much are you getting done? Like go 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 hustle hustle hustle. And really productivity is not about doing more. It's doing what's most important. It's doing the things that nourish your soul, that allow you to be the best person that you can possibly be. So when we have distractions in our days that are nourishing, that are nurturing to us, mm-hmm. that can actually be a really positive thing. That actually allows us to get back to work afterwards, feeling re-renewed, reinvigorated for what we're doing. Yeah. So no, when people gonna... ask me like, yeah, they'll, they'll say like, can you give me a, like a list of like the top 10 distractions? And I'm like, listen, you know, watching two episodes of Friends back to back, That could be a terrible distraction or it could be an amazing distraction, right? It's all in how you feel afterwards. Afterwards, do you feel like, oh my gosh, I'm so behind. I shouldn't have done that. Or do you think, you know what? Today was rough. I really needed to laugh for like 40 minutes. That was amazing. Now I can get right back to it, right? This is the thing is it's really that purposeful is a key word here. It's doing it with intention. Yeah, no, I love that. And I actually, I, I was just thinking to myself, as you were saying that, you know, this kind of goes hand in hand with, you know, when you talk to any high achiever, they'll always tell you that their best ideas always come when they're not sitting at the computer, when they're not sitting yes. at the desk, when they're not sitting in front of the notebook. And I was thinking to myself, even for me, like, it's always when I'm walking, like I go walking every day, you know, for like an hour, hour and a half. And it's always when I'm walking, right? Because that's when I can get the most clear and allow those ideas to like materialize. And when you're talking about these distractions, what's really coming to mind for me is when you feel stuck in your life, when you feel stagnant in your life, when you feel stagnant in your business, a lot of times it's like you're just doing the same thing, pounding, pounding, Mm -hmm. pounding. And it's like, allow that pattern interrupt, allow that distraction, like you just said, to give you an opportunity to step away from it so that you can actually come back and view things from a different perspective, a more powerful perspective that allows you to actually, you know, connect some dots that you weren't able to when you were only looking at it in this like linear way. Right. So that, I think that's a really powerful concept that you're talking about with allowing those distractions, because I think a lot of times that's when people get stuck. They're trying to approach things like this, right? 
and they're forcing it, right? They're like, I need to think about it. I'm going to yeah. sit down. I'm going to think, I'm going to think, I'm going to think. And the truth is your brain is always thinking. Yeah. And I want to get really scientific and nerdy here. I can tell you that your reticular activating system is filtering out, right? That's yeah. that's what's allowing you to, to really focus in. And when we filter, sometimes we're filtering the solutions. Sometimes we're yeah filtering this ideas or, or the creative ideas, right? This is why we have good ideas when we're going for walks or in the shower or in the car. And it happens because we allow it to bubble up to the surface Mm -hmm. because we're not forcing it. We're allowing it. And it really is a shift in thinking about how we think that it's not always nine to five in is sitting in our desk, you know, getting things done. A lot of times those amazing things happen on the French, right? Yeah. When we're doing something we enjoy, when we're taking a little bit of time for ourselves, all of a sudden it becomes very clear. Yeah. And that's what's amazing when we allow distraction. Yeah. I love that. So what would you, if you were to say maybe one to two top takeaways that people will get when they complete the book, Tanya, what would you say are like some of the big things that, you know, when they're done the book, you expect people to get as an outcome? Yeah, well, one of the things I'm most proud of with this book is I think there's there's a lot of books out there that are about goal setting. And as I said, this is bigger than that. Um, I think one of the biggest mistakes people make with goal setting is they're not setting their goals. They're setting goals for everyone else, yes. right? You look and you're like, oh, this woman over here, she's doing amazing things. I need to do what she's doing, right? Or over here, she's doing these things. I should do that. And so we look around and we set our goals based off of what everybody else is doing. And I've never found anyone talking about how do you figure out what your goals are? And that's one of the things we dive into in the book pretty pretty deeply into how do you really figure out what your goals are? And so we talk about it in terms of of a map, like creating a little map for yourself using wayfinding, where we look off into the future and we see what our potential is, like 10 years down the road, 20 years down the road. And then we back it up. Okay, because 10 years, 20 years is really far, right? We start backing it up as to what's what's possible in three to five years. What could I possibly do that gets me to that potential? And then we back it up some more into what's practical. What's practical in the next 12 to 18 months? And then what do I need to prioritize in the next three months, six months, nine months? When we do that, those priorities, those are our goals, right? And those are connected to that big, beautiful potential that we have. So that's one of the big things that I want people. And of course, we go much more in depth with it in the book. But I want people to start setting goals for them, goals that are aligned with the life that you want, not because it's what everybody else is doing or what you think you're supposed to do, because that's when we find happiness. When yeah. we're doing work that challenges us, goals are amazing and that they do challenge us. But when they're aligned with what we want, that's when we get that fire in our belly. Yeah. And that's that's what I want. I want women to feel ignited and excited about their lives because I truly believe we have happiness hidden yeah. every single day in the cracks and crevices yeah. of everyday life. If we choose to see it. Yeah. So that's just one of the things that I want women to to really do. I want them to understand how to set their goals. I want them to understand what their goals are um, and really creating that time for themselves. There's lots of strategies, lots of, lots of tactics in the book. um, Because really I want women when they close the cover of the book to feel like, okay, that was inspiring. 
and now I know what to do next. Now I have the tools to move forward. That's what's most important. Yeah. No, I think that's huge because I think one of the reasons why people, even high achievers, many times feel a sense of dissatisfaction in their life is that Mm -hmm. they are pursuing goals that actually aren't their own and they don't even realize it. They just think, oh, well, this is what someone at my level does. Oh, well, this is the path. This is the next step. Oh, well, if I'm going to do this, I need to achieve this, this, and this. And it's kind of like you're checking these things off the list and then you're building this thing and you're like, are you even building a thing? that you like? Are you even building a thing that you enjoy? People will ask me all the time, well, how do you do blah, blah, blah? And I say, well, first of all, I don't know if you're going to want to do it the way I'm doing it because I'm, I'm building this thing. I don't know if you want to build this thing that I'm building over here, but I can tell you, this is why we're doing it the way that we're doing it. Here's some other options for how you can also, you know, pursue this. And I think it's really important that we slow down and take a look at the goals on our list. And I love that the book is giving people a, a tool and a system to do this because I think so many times the goals that people are pursuing, even when they're having success, don't feel fulfilling because They aren't actually the thing that's supportive to that person, right? And it sounds like the book is doing doing a great job of helping people with that. Yes. Well, that's, that's ultimately my goal. And this is the thing, like if you feel like I've set goals in the past and they never seem to work out for me, or I start really excited and then it just kind of fizzles out. That is why, because they're not really your goals. And it's okay. If you haven't been setting goals for yourself in the past, what we want to do is focus in on what we can do in moving forward into the future. And it is when we do things that align with us, yeah. So we let go of the linear checklist of like, I do this and then this happens and then that happens. Mm-hmm. We allow life to happen. I mean, like yeah. we talked about at the beginning, yeah. right? Like the perfectly laid plan does not exist because yeah. there's always a monkey wrench that throws in. Life happens. So sure. it's really allowing life to happen and it for, ha- for it to happen in a way that fits that bigger picture of where you want to go. For sure. For sure. All right. Awesome. Well, let's tell people, Tanya, where they can grab a copy of the book and get in touch with you. Absolutely. So you can certainly go to tanyadalton.com. That's a great place to find me. Uh, You can find links to both of my books, The Joy of Missing Out and On Purpose. Uh, You can also find links to my podcast there at tanyadalton.com. The book is available anywhere books are sold. So Barnes and Noble. Bookshop is a great resource. I don't know if you're familiar with Bookshop, but that is a way to connect with independent booksellers uh, that are selling the book. It's kind of a newer resource, which I love talking about because it's a great support small businesses. Uh, Target.com, Amazon, of course. Um, So really anywhere and everywhere books are sold. Love it. Love it. Well, best of luck with the book. Of course, you're going to crush it. Guys, go grab your copy. And Tanya, it was so awesome catching up with you and having you back on the show. Thank you so much. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you back here next week. Thanks, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to The Kelly Roach Show. If you enjoyed this episode, do me two solids. Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review so other people can find the life-changing content that we share here. We're on our way to number one and we need your help getting there. Thanks so much for being a part of the community and for tuning into the show each and every week. We'll see you next time.